show. This is Chris to Chris, comedy advice to fix your life. And I just had a realization. I just had a realization. Listen, yo, 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 is not an official slogan of this show. But I do realize that I say it quite often when I when I start this show up. And my realization, my my coming to Jesus moment right now, my profound exploration of life has brought me to this point where I am now understanding that when I say yo, 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 that might be very easy to understand for a native English speaker. But if Espanol was your first tongue or only tongue, or as they say in Spanish, tongue solo, if you speak Spanish primarily, it might sound like I'm starting this podcast with I, 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 instead of yo, 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 what's up? That kind of thing. So I sound kind of self-absorbed. So native Spanish speakers, I just want you to know that you are welcome. And this is not just a me show, even though this is called shit, Chris to Chris. It is more of a yo, yo, yo in a we form. It's a no sotros, no sotros, no sotros. Let's get this thing going. This is Chris to Chris, comedy advice to fix your life. I'm your host, Chris, joined in the studio today by our audio engineer slash best friend in the whole wide world, somewhat of a pleasant dude sometimes. Mike is in the building. Go ahead and say hi, Michael. <coughs> wow. Oh, uh, hi. What's up? That's the kind of spirit we like here. We also have our best, best friend in the whole wide world. Dell is standing over there in the corner. Dell, let the folks at home know you are a real person. I'm definitely a real person in the room. Thank you very much. This is Chris to Chris. You guys might know me, Chris, from my YouTube channels, Chris vs. the World, my comedy channel, Laser Lemming, my gaming channel, this podcast, also uploaded.com, which is where we host this podcast. It's a pretty fun show, I think. Which, by the way, you can subscribe to this show for free. Anywhere podcasts are sold for free, we are there. Or on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, blah, blah, blah. Look us up. Tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review so that we can show up in more feeds. That would be lovely. But enough plugging, right? It's time to get this show going. We have a great show for y'all, by the way. We're going to be talking about super secret projects. We're going to be talking about mortality, the PlayStation 5 or PS5. We're going to be talking about... A little boy and a balloon. We're going to be talking about King of the Hill and much more. I think it's going to be a fun show. So let's do it. Let's do it. A while back, I teased that we had a big project in the works over here at Up and Loaded Studios. And we have not talked about it in detail yet because we've been busy as hell. I go to work at least 40 hours a week, bust my ass on this podcast, and live a generally busy life, right? Life is busy. Any of y'all know that. So I've been hesitant to talk about our big project too much because of those reasons. But I think it's time that we change that. I didn't want another week to go by without telling you guys that I'm going to be starting a podcast called Chris to Chris. No, no, that wasn't it. That wasn't it. I was supposed to announce that we're going to be stepping into the exciting world of YouTube with our comedy show Chris. Nope, that wasn't it either. Mike, do you remember what our super secret project was? We have never talked about it, so no. Okay, well, I try to remember. Let's move on. It's just the tip of the week. Thank you very much. It is tip of the week time. On Tuesday, I went to go pick up a package at my apartment complex. Got a, a notification saying, your package is here. 
And uh, after I grab my package at the, after I grab my package, after I grab my package in the package room, I decided to uh, go grab the mail at the mail room. We have a, a mail room and our mailboxes are guarded by a heavy metal door or gate, if you prefer. But it's a heavy metal door. And we have this heavy metal door because people kept stealing mail. So they said, look, we're going to put this big metal door so that people could stop stealing your mail. You could stop yelling at us. A few weeks ago, somebody broke in despite this door. They were able to make a hole through that door and pull the door open. And, of course, the mail was stolen again. So on Tuesday, I opened the door to that mail room, and I see that they've bolted down an extra piece of metal across the doors to prevent that from happening a uh, seventh time. And when I get through the door, there's an old man standing at a mailbox. I walk by towards my mailbox. He's at the gate, and he turns around. And he just starts telling me that he has cancer in one of his lungs. And the doctors told him that he has six months to live. This is a true story. Doctors told him he has six months to live. That's the first thing he said to me. I said hi. I didn't hear him say hi back. But he turns around and tells me that doctors told him he had six months to live. Twist is, the doctors told him that over a year ago. But the man was still alive. Something's afoot here, right? He told me that he was there to pick up mail for his son while his son was away on a trip or something. But that's not the point of this story. The point is, is that this guy was going to die in six months. And he decided not to. He did not give up. Just like the guys that wouldn't let a metal door get in the way of stealing our mail. They would not give up. So this week's tip is to never give up. Trust your instincts and do a barrel roll. That's our tip of the week. I hope it inspires you. Just please stop stealing my f***ing mail. Let's move on to a little thing we like to call Video Game Corner. So CES happened this week. That's the Consumer Electronics Show. I believe happens every year in Las Vegas. Companies all over the world come to show off their new tech. And this year, the big story was that sex toys are back at CES. But that's not what we're here to talk about. This year, Sony started hyping up CES ahead of time. They said, hey, guess what? We're going to be at CES. We're going to be talking about the future. We're going to be talking about Sony stuff. Their CES website said, the future is coming. At CES 2020, Sony is unveiling a unique vision of the future, bringing creativity and technology together like never before to unleash new sensations and emotions. What a bunch of PR horse shit. So on Monday... Sony holds their keynote presentation at CES. About five minutes in, they bring out this British guy, who I guess is a pretty important person at Sony, some kind of president or something over there. And at this point, everyone is getting excited because Microsoft, in December, just last month, they revealed and showed off their newest Xbox to the entire world. Before Christmas, ballsy, stupid move, but they did it. So, you know, balls in your court, Sony, it's your time to shine. And here they are, bragging ahead of time. Anyway, British guy. He starts talking about how many PS4s they've sold, how many PSVRs they've sold, and blah, blah, blah. Really, you know, I'm making a motion with my hand right now. It's a, It was one of those kind of things, okay? So he's pretty much saying that they're making a ton of money. A ton of money off of this PlayStation brand. You know, so that he can get uh, bonuses and buy more British tea for his British family. Life is wonderful. And then 
he started talking about the future. He said, oh yeah, oh yeah, we've also got a new system coming out at the end of the year. And now I am honored to be the first person to officially reveal the PlayStation 5 logo. And then a logo appeared on the screen which said PS5. It looked exactly like the PS4 logo, except it had a 5 where the 4 would have been. And then he said that uh, somebody more important or less British would be uh, showing off the actual PlayStation 5 within the next few several months from now. He said, thanks for coming to CES and go fuck yourselves. Real quick, I, I wanted to point out that Chris to Chris accurately predicted the name of the PlayStation 5 last April. This is episode 29. Mike, can you go ahead and uh, play the clip, please? Anyway, Sony spoke to Wired, and they, they gave up some major details on the next-gen PlayStation. And I like how they're calling it Sony's next-gen PlayStation, as if we don't know what they're going to call it. I got a spoiler alert for all of you guys that don't know the name of the next PlayStation. It's going to be called PlayStation 5. Thank you, Mike. That was our big video game news of this week. Sony showed off a new logo. Oh, uh, and Nintendo just uh, announced a bunch of Pokemon DLC for Pokemon Sword and Shield and another remake of a Pokemon spinoff game coming out in March. People are losing their shit over that. By the way, I have Pokemon Shield now, and I've been uh, experimenting with nicknames. Uh, apparently, you can't name your Pokemon whatever you want. Stiffy is banned. I could not name my... my uh, I don't even remember the name of the damn Pokemon, but it's the, the Fire Rabbit starter Pokemon. That's the one I chose. I usually pick the fire Pokemon. I couldn't name him uh, Peter Hottentail, so I went with Bugs Bernie. I thought that was pretty good. Anyway, that's your video game news. Okay, I remembered what our super secret project was, and I do not want to forget it again. Mike, can you please give me some sort of drum roll here? Wow, the drum roll is over already. I was not prepared for that. Please, Mike, play the drum roll one more time. Uno mas. The Chris to Chris Super Secret Project is... A book. I'm really trying to make a book sound exciting. We are writing a book. Well, I... I'm writing a book. Mike would need some kind of initiative, some kind of a purpose or drive to life to write a book. And Dell is busy standing in that corner like a Blair Witch Project. So I'm going to do the heavy lifting here. I figured that with a baby coming in the next few months, I will finally have time to write the next great piece of American literature. I'm pretty excited and I do want to talk more about it. But first, we need to talk about some news. <laughs> family in Wake Forest, North Carolina decided to cook up a frozen pizza in their oven last week. Wow, this sounds like some big news. While the pizza was uh, cooking, smoke began to fill and bloom in the kitchen. We've all been there. We've all had a smoky kitchen. So the mom of this family, Amber Helm, she opens up the oven to see what's going on, right? Mike, the smoke was coming from a dead snake in the oven. 
I watched a news clip from a local station out there in North Carolina, and they really focused on how traumatizing this was for the family. It's the worst thing that can possibly ever happen to somebody, right? But I think that I can come up with something worse than finding a dead snake in your oven. And that would be getting burned alive in an oven. Sounds a little worse to me. How do we hear about this stuff? Somebody had to have said, we should call the news to talk about this dead snake in our oven. The world needs to know. What if this whole thing is like some kind of an elaborate ruse, you know? What if this is their alibi? They could have been plotting to kill that snake in their oven the whole time. You know, what if they knew that snake? It's the perfect crime. We'll throw a tiny pizza in the oven and pretend like it's for the whole family. This pizza was not big. I think the snake had dirt on their family. Or, you know, maybe it was a pet they just didn't want to feed anymore. Maybe they just saw that snake, you know? This snake is constantly peeling its skin all over the place, shitting. It's, it, it, we have to feed it live mice all the time. We should kill that snake. We should kill that snake. You know what? You know what? This snake tries to choke me every time I put it around my neck. We're going to kill this snake. Throw it in the oven. Throw it in the oven, honey. And I think that's what they did. One thing is for sure. I guarantee you this. Just like Jeffrey Epstein, this snake did not kill himself. Bonus news. Little, little footnote in American history. We have officially started a war with Iran, it looks like. But do not worry. Do not fret. We are going to wrap this whole thing up in like 20 years tops when we decide to start a, a new war with another oil-rich country. So best of luck to everybody involved. Let's move on to this book thing. I'm not going to go into too much detail today. I feel like it's very important that I just got it out there in the open. But I did bring it up because I wanted to light a fire under my ass. A metaphorical fire. I don't want any fans coming uh, at me with a blowtorch, okay? I started writing this book a while back. And I mean a while back. And I think it's pretty good so far. But I have let myself get distracted with life. And as much as I joke about it, I really do think I will have some serious writing time available to me once this little man is born. Dads get paid time off now too, bitch. And I will be the dad in this scenario. So I, I'm planning to hold my son in one arm while I write with the other. Should be very easy. I'm going to be putting a, a lot of work into this book and I want it to be high quality. So I'm not going to rush it, but I'm also not going to let it rot either. I want it to get done, but I don't want it to get done poorly. The book is going to get finished, okay? Unless one of you bastards decides to actually kill me, in which case I hereby declare that I want my unfinished book released to the public so that the world knows what could have been, okay? In the meantime, I do plan to live, so I will be providing more updates over the next few months. Hey, just like the PlayStation 5, this book is just as exciting as the PlayStation 5. Maybe we'll charge the same amount as Sony is going to charge for the PlayStation 5. Hey, Dell. What time is it? Chris to Chris presents Listen Question Time. Thank you, Dell. It is Listener Question Time, and we have some wonderful, wonderful questions this week. I mean that. First question comes from Yilly. Hey, Yilly. Yilly asks, how long will it take to build this podcast? Well, it should take exactly four days of hard work and three days of dicking around. That's what it takes to build the Chris to Chris podcast. It's an exhausting life, and I'm glad we can finally make things easier by trying to write a book at the same time. 
Should be fun. Yuli also asks, does this podcast come with a view and many bedrooms? Well, as of now, the podcast comes with a laundry room, which is still available to rent, by the way. What did I say it was? 300 bucks? 300 bucks plus detergent? You could afford that, guys. On top of the laundry room, we've also added promises of a book to our menu. So please donate to our Patreon for more promises. Ken asks, how old were you when you first realized life is full of disappointments? Well, that is a question that hits hard. There's an episode of King of the Hill called Pygmalion. And it is one of the darkest episodes of primetime comedy that I have ever seen. But it's a, I think it's a great episode. And I won't get into all the details, but it is worth watching. Anyway, there's one scene near the end of the episode where a guy is willing to marry this woman that he does not know at all. And he shrugs it off and says, Life is a series of compromises. Life is a series of compromises. That quote has stuck with me for years, ever since I saw that episode. And while he's not directly saying disappointments, that's what he means. But I don't think that's the first time I realized life was full of disappointments. It was probably when I was about four years old and I couldn't find any water to drink, so I drank from my dad's bottle of vodka. And when you're thirsty and four years old, vodka is pretty disappointing. But that's probably because I should have mixed it with orange juice first. Thanks for the question, Ken. Devin asks, Have your parents ever pretended to put you in a metal balloon but actually hide you in a box in the garage? Okay, so I looked it up. And Balloon Boy, the story, the Balloon Boy story was now 10 years ago. 10 years ago. That's the kind of thing that makes you realize we are all going to die one day. 10 years ago. You guys remember Balloon Boy, right? The, the, the family had been on that show Wife Swap, and then they were trying to get themselves on another reality show, get their own reality show, ideally. And the dad, he was an inventor. He made a, a giant weather balloon and called the cops saying that his six-year-old son got in and was flying through the sky, just flying across the country. And for a few hours, the whole world was staring at a balloon flying through the sky. It was a giant hoax. I, you know, I'm going to say that allegedly, because this dad sounds like he might sue people. He might sue people that say that. And I have a big podcast that has potentially 8 billion listeners, and he would be one of them. Anyway, 10-year anniversary. They, they, they do a, a recap, a new, new story, new, uh, a, a very Brady recap. Now, remember 10 years ago, this whole thing blew up because they interviewed the kid on the news right after they discovered the balloon was empty. There was no kid in this balloon. So they interviewed the kid on the news, and he said, we did it for a show. We did it for a show. And you can see the dad's face when he says that. He says, we did it for a show. And the dad looks like he just realized that he trusted a six-year-old to keep a secret that he doesn't even understand. So I watched this 10-year uh, reunion recap, right, from ABC. And the dad is still like, it wasn't a hoax, bro. It was real. It was real. He started his own website about finding the truth on the internet. It was really just about trying to, to prove he was, he was being legit. And his kids also started a, a metal band as well, which is, you know, 
Interesting. So if you want to watch some children in a band, look up uh, their music video, Balloon Boy, No Hoax. I watched, I got through about half of it before I, I, was, I was done with that. But uh, best of luck to them. Anyway, to answer your question, Devin, my parents never pretended to stick me in a metal balloon because we could never afford a metal balloon, and my dad did not want to invent one. Colos Dolos asks, I challenge Mike to a fight to the death in the octagon. Does he accept? <laughs> Mike, do you accept Colos's challenge to fight to the death? Uh, I, I do not. No. That's a bad answer, Mike. As your boss. You're not my boss. As your boss, I am going to go ahead and officially accept Colos's challenge on your behalf. Please be prepared to die, Mike. Thanks for the question, Colos. Devin asks, what could I pay you to climb Mount Flower, Kansas? I had to look this one up, but it was worth it. So Mount Sunflower is apparently the highest natural point in the state of Kansas, according to Wikipedia. And it's Kansas, so it's not a mountain. It's just completely flat land, just like the rest of Kansas. And somebody stole it, but they used to have a sign on Mount Sunflower that said, on this site in 1897, nothing happened. So to answer your question, if you pay for my trip and my, my climbing gear, I would be happy to make that climb on Mount Sunflower. Actually, we could all do it together, you know, as a team building exercise for the next Chris to Chris episode. That's a great question. Thanks for the question, Devin. Ken asks, what is your favorite movie you watched this week? Well, let's see. The only movie I've seen so far was the last 40 minutes of Happy Death Day. And I started watching it like a month ago. And I finally got around to finishing it on Tuesday. I had some free time on Tuesday. And that is the only movie I've seen this week. So I guess that makes it my favorite by default, right? Favorite movie because it's the only movie. And I'm not big on PG-13 horror movies, but, you know, it was, it was okay. I guess it was, it was okay. It wasn't, it wasn't great. And I... I'd say it's a stretch to even call it good, but it wasn't terrible. I, I did like that they pretty much admit to, to ripping off Groundhog Day. Like, blatantly they admit it. So uh, maybe next week we will watch the sequel, or at least up to the last 40 minutes of the sequel, and we'll review it. Yilly asks, why was this last Tuesday a national holiday? Well, Yilly. Last Tuesday was December 31st, which is officially the last day that you can buy confetti poppers and New Year's balloons before they go on clearance, right? So we've declared that December 31st is an official holiday to stimulate the economy through purchases of fake New Year's glasses. This year, it was easy for glasses manufacturers because they, they got that 2020. That's two O's. Easy. Easy design for them. Thanks for the question, Yilly. Uh, the, the, the whole holiday was made up by, by Party City and Big Confetti. I'm sure of it. Ken asks, What are your thoughts on Disney banning smoking from its films? Great question, Ken. Great question. Of all the great questions you've asked this week, this is the greatest question. Finally, I can talk about Disney and smoking. So I have a new fact for you guys when it comes to Disney not allowing smoking in their movies. We've well established at this point that Disney does not want a cigarette of any kind to show up in any movie. Steven Spielberg started this movie with Fox, and they don't want him to put any cigarettes in it. 
Get rid of your, your cigarettes from your period piece movie. Well, I looked it up. There's this movie called Thank You for Smoking. I remember it being a very good movie. My dad uh, took me to see it. I think it's a, a rated R satire. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Thank you for smoking. I remember it being good. And it's not really pro-smoking. However, this is not a movie that Disney would have ever greenlit. No, sir. No, sir. So what did I find out? What did I find out? I found out what I knew in my heart all along. Thank You for Smoking is a Fox movie. Fox Searchlight. Like I said, Disney would have never greenlit Thank You for Smoking. It's about a guy who works for the tobacco industry. He uh, He's a, a lobbyist, I believe, for the tobacco industry. You think Disney would have greenlit that movie, satire or not? Hell no. Hell no. And why is it important that this is a Fox Searchlight movie? Well, folks, it's important because Disney now owns Fox Searchlight. This is what I mean. This is what I mean when I say Disney owns too much shit. Thanks, Ken. <laughs> I went and got myself angry about the same damn thing I keep getting angry about. Something about this really bothers me. Years have gone on where this has continued to bother me. So thank you for uh, making that itch itchier, Ken. All right, let's see here. <laughs> okay. Calma. Breathe. Devin asks, Can you tell Yilly that Seamus told me that Dean was told by Parvati that Hagrid's looking for her? You know what? This is going to be difficult, but I think I can do it. Yilly, Yilly. I got something to tell you. Seamus told Devin that Dean was told by Parvati that Hagrid is looking for you. I hope you've read Harry Potter, or at least seen the movies, a couple dozen times. Half a dozen minimum, right? Because all of those characters are Harry Potters. Ken asks, should I ask five questions or stop with four this week? Ken, you should definitely ask one more question. Oh, thank you, Ken. Ken asked one more question. He says, why hasn't Yilly ever sent in a question concerning me? You know, that is very curious, Ken. But I think the reason is because Yilly is mad at you for something unrelated to the show. I'm going to look into it for you, Ken. But uh, we will get to the bottom of this. Thanks for the questions, guys. As always, you can ask us a question on our Facebook page at Up and Loaded, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D. We're on Twitter as well at the same thing, Up and Loaded. We're on Instagram as well at Up and Loaded. We're on our website as well at upandloaded.com. You don't need the at for the, the website. That's not how URLs work. But we, we would like you to go. We would like you to go share it. Tell somebody about it. It would be wonderful. Let's wrap this show up with some poll results. Why don't we? Last week we asked... And we did this poll on our, our Facebook page because, you know, I decided uh, an image would be appropriate. So we said, what is the best cat movie? You guys were pretty divided on this one. 16% uh, of you said cats. Another 16% said cat woman. Another 16% said the cat in the hat. 16% of you said Garfield 2. 33% of you said Pet Cemetery. We didn't specify it was the if it was the original or the remake. 
But you know, we're going to give it to you either way. There was one bonus vote for Keanu. And honestly, I'm kind of bummed about that because I really did consider putting Keanu in the running. But I didn't put it in there because I thought it would be a blowout. And that's on me. You know what? Blowouts deserve to win as well. So uh, thanks for the uh, questions, everybody. The questions. Thanks for the voting. As always, you can vote on one of our uh, social media pages at Up and Loaded. Whatever one we decide to put it on that week. Uh, This week's poll asks, what is the best book of all time? Follow us on Facebook and Twitter to find out where we put that poll. That'll be wonderful. Thank you guys for uh, uh, watching with your ears. (laughs) We'll do this again probably next week. Why not? Uh, This has been episode 67 of Chris to Chris. Go ahead and do me a favor because I'm going to be working on Saturday. So do it for me. Pour one out for me. Enjoy your weekend or else.